You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Welcome to another Saturday night edition of the WrestleManiacs presented, yeah. <laughs> presented by the Sideline Junkies. You got the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. That's me. Of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. That's him. <laughs> An epic week in wrestling, period. Maybe, so, maybe not. I don't know. Depends <laughs> on how you look at it. But without further ado... I give to you, Don Rodriguez. Take it away. Hey, welcome back to another week. Welcome back to listening to us on the mothership for the power hour of sports entertainment talk here at the WrestleManiac sideline junkies craziness. And then as always, the first thing we do is go around the universe and we just might as well just keep going around and around because there was this thing called the superstar shakeup and I'm still running around and around waiting for the shakeup. That's just me, maybe. <laughs> I'm crazy, but I saw no shakeup. I saw some superstars moving around. I was happy that a couple of my picks that uh, I had talked about did actually go where I said, like, um, actually, you know what? We'll just do the rundown. Make it easy for you. Here's who went to Raw. AJ Styles, The Miz, who was one of my picks. They sent Ricochet and Aleister Black to Raw. The Viking Experience, War Raiders, went to Raw, Eric and Ivar, Andrade and Zelina, who Andrade was one of my picks. The Usos was uh, another one of my picks. And because Usos went, then Naomi went. Mm-hmm. Not really hearing from him, EC3. Lacey Evans, they broke up Sanity. And we have Eric Young on Raw. And from 205 Live, we have Cedric Alexander with a couple other caveats uh, to soon be worked out. Maybe being a potentially uh, recovering from illness Samoa Joe and a potentially recovering from bad thought processes, maybe Sasha Banks. So that was the Raw side. On SmackDown Live, the big dog, Roman Reigns, went over. My other pick, uh, Finn Balor, went over with his Intercontinental Championship belt. We will have eclectic music from Elias. Bailey is on SmackDown Live solo, but they did also pick up the war goddess Ember Moon, along with Kyrie Sane from NXT. The crazy bull, or as Jim Ross would say, the hoss, Lars Sullivan is on SmackDown Live. They also picked up Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, so that means the Riot Squad is now removed by one, Chad Gable, which means uh, he is no longer glorious, Apollo Crews, my boo of all time, or one of the boos of all time, Mickey James, is on SmackDown Live, and then the, the crazy big guys, Heavy Machinery, Otis, and Tucker are on SmackDown Live. So, 
before I let you comment, KG, A, I'm underwhelmed. I've, it's, we've made that present because I'm still talking about I'm running around in circles trying to wait for this daggone shakeup. But I thought it was interesting on how when you look at the lists, it looks like there's a bunch of people. But then when you really look at the list, you can't count the Usos as two people because that's one one team. You can't count Andrade and Zelina as two people. That's one team. You know, uh, you can't count Heavy Machinery as two people. That's one team. Ricochet and Aleister Black technically are a tag team, so that's one team. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all the teams. So it's not really a lot of movement if you're moving a tag team or a manager and a superstar over. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead, man. I could rant off for days about this. It, but that's what you're here for. That's what you do. But my my whole thing, uh, I just, I'm not going to say underwhelmed. I was shocked that they broke up the Riot Squad. And essentially, I mean, you, you give Morgan, and I mean, she took to Twitter, and she is pretty much hurt that her, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan are not together anymore. I mean, these people have traveled on the road together for quite some time, and then all of a sudden, split. Um, I was surprised. May not seem very big to everybody else, but Chad Gable. I mean, I thought him and uh, 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 Bobby Roode made a pretty good team as the Glorious Ones. Didn't yeah. start out that way, but it grew him. I, I agree. I thought Bobby Roode brought him up. Um, Bailey, oh, my goodness. Bailey gone to SmackDown. Yeah. So does that mean we'll we'll you know the Boston Hug connection will not have another run? I mean, that's 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 an issue for me. And an issue that these clowns are shooting off fireworks at nine something on uh April twentieth. But it's okay. Did you realize just, they're kind of far removed from the fireworks holiday, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we shot fireworks for Easter. It's like it's a whole new thing now. <laughs> but that is that, that's news. news. Yeah. But no, I, but, I, I uh, agree. I just I I I'm I'm <sighs> underwhelmed. Yeah. See, there you Not go. I was waiting for you to come around to saying it. Exactly. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it, how it is uber important for them to do something mind-blowing, considering that you're coming off of the momentum of the women headlining WrestleMania. You're coming off the momentum of the women's tag titles. You're coming off of the, what is called the rub off of the shield ending and, and all these things and just a lot of big stuff. Brock Lesnar losing the title and so much opportunity in there. I say it hope. But then nothing happens. What I would have preferred to have happen, and I think this would have also made for great television, you brought new writers in a few months ago. Here's what they should have did. On Raw, on SmackDown. You had, well, first of all, wouldn't have been out of the country because obviously that's a little bit more complicated. Not everybody can do the passport thing from NXT and all that stuff. So it, it couldn't have been on the Canadian run. 
So it have to be on U.S. soil. Nothing against the Canadians, but just to make sure that you could have Raw, NXT, and um, SmackDown Live talent there. And it doesn't have to be all of NXT. Well, yeah, never mind. All of NXT. So you have a lethal lottery, but it's not the old school spin the wheel, make the deal, pull it out. I mean, you have the superstar come up, they pull the ball out, and it's not gimmicked to where they know that what they're pulling out. And they pull out the ball, they open it up, and it tells them what show they go to. And then you write the storylines from there because it's the beginning of the year. So WrestleMania is 12 months out. You got 12 months to lay it out, but then anybody can be anywhere. That would have been insane just to build that. Could you imagine the ratings just to see a real lethal lottery that anybody can be anywhere? We could have Roman Reigns on NXT. And I know that sounds ludicrous, but then that's where he is. He's NXT. And then he becomes NXT champion. And then he bumps heads with Seth Rollins, who's the champion. Or bumps heads with uh, uh, Bobby Lashley, who's the champion. I mean, doesn't matter where they went. And the tag teams could have been there. Even the announcers would have had to, with the exception of a couple. Michael Cole would stay on Raw. He, he's grandfathered in. And Mar Ronaldo would stay on NXT, even though I think Marl needs to come up. But I think Marl is still better served down the NXT. So I would keep those as a staple. Everybody else can move. And that's how you would book it. I, 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 wow. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Instead of this crap that I they really gave do. man. I'm so... And I know it's going to sound bad being a, a smart mark and WrestleManiac, but I'm... By hour three of Raw and hour one and a half of SmackDown, I was sitting there like, really? I could have DVR'd this. Oh, wow, they are blowing over there. I could have yeah. I could have DVR'd this and just fast-forwarded through because there was nothing. Oh, man, even looking at the, the ratings, you saw the decline from hour one on Raw going all the way down to hour three. It just wasn't there. Not uh, a fan, and now we're stuck with it. Even though they're saying there's going to be more subsequent changes to be made, but man, it is—it's uh, upsetting. It's—it's it's upsetting. So what that does on the flip side, if I was Cody Rhodes, I'd be sitting there thinking, "Yeah, we're about to kill him on double or nothing," because we're about to give them something fresh, infused with some vets. And we've got Jim Ross telling the story. Man, WWE is not going to know what, what hit him. They don't need to worry about TNA. They don't worry, need to worry about Ring of Honor. AEW is going to fire a shot bigger than when DX rolled down the ramp in Atlanta uh, and banged on the door or, or, or the, the, the gate to try to get in during Monday, night, Monday Nitro. It's going to be insane. And if they get that TNT TBS deal, that'd be awesome. But it's also rumored that the reason why they haven't confirmed anything or, or really put any press releases or anything is because they have so many bidders that are basically paying them to have that product on their network. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You, you throw AEW in there and – this is when you don't have competition for the number one spot. Mm-hmm. 
complacency breeds contempt. And I, I, I think WWE has become complacent because they've crushed everybody. That's why we didn't get the superstar shakeup we were expecting. It, it really wasn't no surprise. I mean, you and K bro on Twitter, and y'all called what the big surprise for Tuesday was. Y'all said it was gonna be Roman Reigns. And you guys figured that out immediately. No, she that's because the whole world was pretty much thinking, Oh yeah, Roman's probably gonna go. But that was a smart move because then you don't have Roman v Seth overshadowing the Shield's last stand and anything else they're trying to build Shield related and kill any storylines for Drew McIntyre or anything else. That gives them the opportunity to set up down the road, champion versus champion, SmackDown versus Raw for Survivor Series or those things. That, I, I, I can understand. I can get with that. But everything else, man, only a little bit of... We didn't even get the Salt Bay of NXT Sprinkle. We just got, you know, we got a, 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 a Julia Childs, just a little speech of NXT that was put towards Raw and SmackDown. That was it. And that by no, no means is enough. Because that means that no matter where you do it, everybody has wrestled everybody already, especially on the women's side. So you have nothing fresh to produce, to be honest with you. Because you kill, you're going to kill a storyline halfway through down the road. If you know, say, start a program, okay, it's over, and then we move on, and then we're back to Charlotte having a championship eventually, or like, just like we saw with Charlotte versus Carmella. Like, really, we all know who's winning this match. Charlotte just mm-hmm. took a loss at WrestleMania. Carmella, there's no, no way anybody can tell us that Carmella's going to win that, just because you know they're going to book it so that way Charlotte looks better. So, I mean, and that's where we're going to put the stamp on the end of that one. Because, like I said, I am so unhappy with the superstar move around. I'm not going to call it a shakeup. <laughs> the superstar move around. Move around. I had, we had more action when Ric Flair was in the musical chair segment many years ago. I believe it was on Raw. Um, than we had in the superstar shakeup. And that's when I'd look Vince in the face or somebody should have trip should have looked Vince in the face. Like, really? This is it. The, the biggest thing to come out of the superstar shakeup is something we're going to touch on a little bit, which is the biggest controversial issue of the freaking week, maybe the month and maybe the year, which is the death of the war Raiders and the birth of the Viking experience. That is the biggest thing to come out of, the superstar shakeup. Period. And that is ludicrous. Ludicrous. But on the side parallel of ludicrous for the superstar shakeup, we have an interesting subplot. This is almost like a, a, a television reality show at this moment. You've got the superstar shakeup happening and people, oh, my God, I'm going to miss you. I can't believe they broke us up. What's going on? And then we have on a subplot, Sasha Banks, and I put, is her reaction too much? Or is she pushing to go all in with All Elite Wrestling? Because we've gotten pretty much steady notification that the way this thing went down was they were, and they being the Boston Hug, uh, Sasha Bailey, and 
well, Sasha Bailey, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Sasha and Bailey were notified about losing the titles at WrestleMania. So they told him, hey, by, by the way, you guys are losing to an Iconics. Uh, and then also, just to let you know with the Superstar shakeup, yeah, Bailey, you're going to SmackDown. So they split them, and they had them do the honors all at the same time, back to back. Now, I know this is competitive. I know everybody wants to be on top. But maybe it's just because I'm not, like, in that world 24-7. So I may be a smart mark, but I'm not a, a, a paid superstar. But I would be cool being wherever. And Drew McIntyre spoke to this uh, in reference to people feeling complacent or unhappy with their situation and therefore not giving it 110 or just not enjoying where they are. And he said, the reason why I can see that is because I was that. And what happened? I was sent away and I had to rediscover myself. So now that I'm back, I don't even, I can recognize those people and I'm not even associating for the most part with that level of tomfoolery because I recognize the impact that I have to the business, not to my particular storyline, my particular dream of this to the business as a whole, which is in one hand, he can be a top heel and do all of that. But at this, on the other hand, he can also be the assist to help grow a face which is something Big Show is, in my opinion, has, has done, even though we call it being showed. But, you know, Big Show is just happy to be a part of it. Mark Henry, the same way. Um, Booker T, the same way. And, and several other superstars and, and legends that are, Kurt Angle recently said he wasn't happy with the fact that he'd lost, but he understands that it's more important on your way out to put somebody over to do the honors to help build somebody else's career for the longevity of the business than it is for oh let me just win on my last match. I mean, let's be honest. You you can't be holier than now when the Undertaker said, "Yeah, I'll let Brock break my streak." You you think that was a Vince call? Taker had to agree to that. <laughs> That's how much clout oh. Taker has. So, but he 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 said that uh, he chose Brock Lesnar. He said yeah. that's the only person that. I could choose that's active right now that could beat me and beat the street. Yeah, and it makes sense. You can't have John Cena walk. Oh, they would lose their mind if John Cena beat The Undertaker for the street. Oh, my. Super Cena? No. That's the one thing Super Cena couldn't do, you know, or anybody else for that matter. CM Punk or no, that, that, that's not happening. Even if Shawn Michaels couldn't do it, but John Cena could do it, we got a problem. You know what I'm saying? Not but just diminishing anything get from Shawn or, or or Cena or anything like that, but it's just the believability of it for that magnitude. But Shawn Michaels could end uh, Ric Flair? Yeah. The year before? Because that was also a respect thing. We know that Flair is not going to be the the 55th time world champion and be running down there doing his thing. Let's be honest. Flair is at that level now where his mystique and his, his persona is what's going to live on forever. He's not able to run six months straight every day and all that stuff. So, you know, that, that was just a mutual thing. Hey, would you like? Okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. I, I would still put the gold on, on, on Ric Flair one more time. And then just somehow, some way, 
have a different superstar help him keep his title. Yeah, for no, at least three I, months. I still think Flair can. He can still go. I'm not saying he can't go. I'm just saying the long six month road thing is yeah, that's dumb. But also at the same time, Flair even has given of himself to say, hey, you know what? I may have done great things, but Charlotte is greater in the things that she's doing that I will ever be able to accomplish, period. So yeah. he stepped aside for his own lineage to be able to go beyond what he can do as a superstar. Because it's one thing that he can do, you know, for everything that he's done, amount of world championships he's had, but she is groundbreaking on two different levels and championships and in social, moral, you know, uh, male versus female, every level that you can possibly think of. She is groundbreaking at a whole nother level. Flair made history, but history has also happened from, you know, this amount of championships or won this belt here. She's making history for the first time ever. And the, the Flair name is attached to that. So it's that's you know still awesome to see as uh, a superstar for him to say, no, she's got the ball. The torch is gone and there's no way I'm going to catch that. I can only bask in her shadow. And that's, in my opinion, what I think where I don't under where I think there may be too much of a, we want this, we want this, we want the tag titles. We want the tag titles. We need to will it. We need to rah, 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 rah. And then we got it. But then where do we go from there? You know, Thankfully, it was the same thing with Becky. We got the rah, 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 but they had the wherewithal. Let's pull the trigger on Lacey Evans because that would be unexpected because nobody, for the most part, was like, oh, okay, she's coming out to do her thing. And when she, you know, bollywhopped Becky, like, oh, snap. She's doing something more than the norm. And then we, we had another path and we could see something else that could drive it in that direction. But I don't know. But, you know, with Ric Flair and Charlotte, Ric Flair says she should be no longer referred to as Ric Flair's daughter. That's Charlotte Flair, and I'm her father. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm Charlotte Flair's father is what he said. Yep. And that, that, that that's, you know, phenomenal. But like I said, I can't speak for the thought process. I know what it's like to have something, and, you know, you're working towards – building greatness and sometimes you can get lost in your own shuffle. But I'm hoping that she comes back because going all in is great, but you got unfinished business. You got a, a story you need to tell to where you get to a peak. And then you can make that intelligent decision. Like, you know what? Let me go rebuild my character. Let me go somewhere else and test to see, the strength of my worth, I guess, for lack of a better term. And, you know, a good aspect of representative that would be, I know we're about to go off the rails for a second, but the walking dead. Now we lost Maggie. Maggie's off somewhere. I don't understand how she's off. She's probably off fighting the white walkers or something. And about to come back from the wall talking about winter's coming. And we're like, yeah, it's snowing now. We kind of figured that. But thanks, Maggie, for the heads up. But somehow she became a spy in Whiskey Cavalier, which I thought and I still think is a great show. 
but it's also possibly on that chopping block that it may not get picked up and it could be canceled. So hopefully she has that ability to be able to go back to the walking dead and not have any issues and pick up where she left off at, but she had to go out to see how strong that name is to be able to do that. You know, Andy, he went off and said, all right, I'm just going to, yeah, I'll take the movie deals, <laughs> but I'm still the walking dead universe. Uh-huh. Norman Reedus. He's done a couple of movies. Can you name any of them? Not saying anything against Norman. But uh, he was in, he was in uh, American Gangster. Okay, you can um, name a couple. All right. uh, it's another one I can't remember the name of, but I've I seen him. It, it's nothing like where you had to. I know he said there's some it. Netflix stuff, but it's, yes. it's you know, when you see Norman Reedus, you see Daryl. Sorry. But he has his own TV show, too. Well, yeah, but it's, with, it's on the same network as The Walking Dead. It, it's Daryl riding a bike. <laughs> you know? <laughs> With special guest stars, which the ones you want to see are the ones from his castmates. Uh, so there it is. And I still need to watch the one with Stephen Young in it to, just to, to, to have that dynamic. I'm like, oh, Glenn, Glenn. But I don't want Sasha to be shoulda, coulda, woulda. I'd have burnt that WWE bridge. And now we're talking, what, 10, 15, 20 years down the road before she could come back and get the Hall of Fame nod or something like that. And that's how long it takes. Sometimes you just got to step back and be like, hey, yeah, uh, I'm the boss, but I'm not the boss of the direction. Because you have that situation and they're laying down and and complaining, oh, I can't believe it. Woe is me. Why are they taking the belt from us? That's not cool. After all, we fought for it. And now you're splitting us up and you're just telling us, you know, we're we're – quietly protesting but then you have Paige who has been fighting hard really from birth fighting with her family movie plug there and she can't wrestle that will give anything to be part of the the, the Paige and hug uh, connection or something to that effect so, you know, that's the dynamic that I'm looking at. It's like, Sasha, I know it's going to sound bad, but knuckle up, grow a set, and get your behind back in the ring and go to Raw. Like I said last week, I don't believe this whole lay down protest and yeah, this, that. And I've been other. seeing it more believe- and more, man. I've been seeing it more and more that that's kind of how it's, it's happened. But you're in the locker room, so if you want to lay down, you can lay down. But I, I could definitely, at least we can all see the consensus that there was some unrest on the situation. More than it needs to be, you know. But as as Wendy Williams would say, we will be sitting back and the Bureau will be watching. <laughs> so we'll have to see how this thing plays out for sure. But I don't know. Double or nothing is not too far away. That would be a sleeper because I know they got to have some some surprise appearances. I know they're going to have that. And, well, she couldn't be Sasha Banks if she came over, so we'd have to see what would be happening when she would arrive. But I don't think that's a good move. They're still mentioning her. They're still talking about her. I know it's going to sound crazy like a TV show, but as in the universe, 
and I would hate for her to no longer well to be become Voldemort and okay. they just can't mention her name anymore and like yeah Bailey was in a tag team with that other boss <laughs> and that's the best you can do like really you know but that's my 45 cents plus $10,000 on those two topics uh, you got anything else before we jump uh, and dial in that first commercial break uh for me, no. I'm just superstar shakeup, Sasha Banks. I-, I need you to get it together. It's it's only short term. You never know. They might schedule you to do a run in on a Bailey match to save her from getting her behind kicked. And the Boston Hug connection is back together. Look how many times the Rock and Sock connection were broke up and put back together. Have a nice day. And I think that Rock and Sock connection, going back looking at your tag teams, and they're not top two. I mean, I think that's a there you prop. go with that. There you go with that. You keep referencing that. That was like, eventually that would be 12 months old. <laughs> Still yeah. holds up, in my opinion. Yeah. But 12 months old. I'll, I'll eventually. Eventually. Who knows? But, the new tag team may be, you know, Miz and Shane now. That since they are the best in the world, they might as well have been the best of all time. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> of course. You know, I'm joking on that one. But we'll go ahead, uh, pay some bills, make sure uh, the truck people are happy. Yeah. Then we're going to dig into the second wave of topics around the universe. All right. So I think we've shaken off the funk of that mismanagement of the superstar shakeup to go into the tail end of the Around the Universe segment for this week. And speaking of tail end, we're talking about Sam Roberts. <laughs> That's a segue without calling somebody. But um, So Sam Roberts, we know he's a correspondent that pops in for WWE from time to time, mostly on a pre-show or post-show. But he had the privilege and opportunity to call commentary for a main event match between Dana Brooke and Tamina. And no, I'm not going to go into a tangent about anything Tamina was wearing because this vice was worse than the straight jacket. So his commentary was brutal against Dana Brooke, like almost to the point to where people are like, is there a personal beef between him and Dana Brooke. Why does he not like Dana Brooke? And this is the second time of major note that he's gone in on somebody. Subsequently, it's been a woman because the first one was Bianca Belair when she had her match at TakeOver a few uh, times ago versus uh, Shayna Baszler. And he believed that she wasn't even worthy to be in the match. So you tell me what you think. I mean, what is going on? One moment I was like, well, maybe they're feeding him some lines to try to build her up or or put her on a program and have her come back. But, man, it was just brutal, dude. It's like, yeah, why is he being such a a (laughs) bootios? It was no excuse as to why he buried Dana like that. And I seen it on Twitter, so I had to go back and check it. 
but even um a few superstars chimed in to how disrespectful he was. And it's one thing to be a heel commentator, you build up the heel. Mm -hmm. And one person that was very good at that, well, a couple of people, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jesse Ventura, uh, uh, the King, very good at building up heels. And, 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 uh, they're building up the heels and, and not burying the talent. So, I just, I think it was very disrespectful. Very, very disrespectful. And for, it's, it's shameful that you have to say these things. And it's a lot of people that seem like it was okay. Yeah. But that's what I'm waiting to see. It's like, is WWE going to say, hey, we don't condone? Because it's one, I know we, we got all the women's revolution, evolution stuff going on. So if he was talking about Apollo Crews, then, you know, Apollo Crews, like, all right. We, Apollo can deal with it, but you know it's almost like bullying, in my opinion, for no reason. It's like, dude, why are you so hard on two women? It's not like it was a guy and a girl, or there was a, a manager and a, a performer. Just we were two for two on the the female side of things at this moment. So if he goes three for three, then I'm definitely gonna be like, dude, are you sexist? Can you can you at least go hardcore on somebody else to this level? Because right now you are being counterproductive, and that's on WWE programming saying, "Hey, is somebody else feel this way?" And you just being a mouthpiece. Because if that's the case, then they might as well just step out and say what they got to say, because they're not complaining when they cash in that check from all this uh, women's merchandise that's been quadrupling in sales, or these events that are being paid off the Wazoo. Uh, because or the network uh, acquisitions for people just joining the network so that way they can watch the first ever women's uh, main event of WrestleMania. So what's the deal? Are we protecting the women, Stephanie, and and showing that they're a shining light, or are we going to let somebody continue to dog them out for no reason? And, and this stuff for Bianca Belair wasn't even wasn't even based off of her performance capability. He just didn't believe she belonged in a match and she was a waste of time. So I don't know, man. I don't know. If it made our round of world or around a universe segment on the same show with the superstar shakeup, like he is like just under the superstar shakeup and level of disappointment right now. Just under. Or maybe over. I don't know. It's it's it could go neck and neck depending on which way I feel. Well I just to say sex is not, I think he's, for, for lack of a better term, he's an asshat. <laughs> that, that's what he is. He's an asshat. I don't know where in the world they decided to get this guy from. I, I got allergy cold here, six-year-old coughing in the background. And Go fireworks. get something to drink. Yeah, and fireworks. I got everything. Go get something to drink and come on. Now, you know, he's got his own serious show. So if he does right. that, I mean, you know, that's, that's the equivalent of, you know, Howard Stern saying things and, you know, or anybody else saying things in their own uh, serious show. Wendy Williams, you know, those type of things. I got that part. <laughs> let, but let, when, Let's when, not bring Wendy Williams into this because I got some things to say about her, too, but I don't think this is oh, a proper show. Oh, Lord. 
But when you come into this scenario and this momentum for all this, and you're just, I mean, it's just vile for no reason. And then the funny part is Dana won the match. <laughs> so you just dogged this person and put the screws to him, not in a creative way, but just in a, a, a rough way. And they won a match. It's like, really? So they're, they're horrible, but they won. Does that make them the best horrible they can be? I don't know. But that's enough about Sam Roberts. I mean, not unless you got anything to add, but, you know, you don't give that type of hate that much power. Ass hat. Ass clown. I'm done. <laughs> that's The Rock should have cut a promo on him. That Then we're done. He, he could have <laughs> been, been the new Hermie. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I think I got the rock on speed. Uh, I might have you better, to. Uh, don't you even tell that lie. You better stop making these people believe that because I'd be like, you better call him right now. Why? Well, rock, rock, rock. <laughs> I, I, I do, but it's, it's, it's Instagram speed dial because I follow him on Instagram. I can also hit him on Twitter, but eh. I mean, I'm just saying. No, nah, trust me. If he does it again, my question is going straight to the almighty mom, Stephanie, and be like, if this was a war of rose, and, well, actually, first of all, he would never do that. So that's that's a bad example. You know, he would never have a podcast anywhere in the world. But, you know, if that was, the, I mean, never mind. I would I would go holler at Stephanie be like, yo, this is some serial enough, um, you know, sexist bullying that's going on right now. I don't approve of it. Y'all need to look at this for real. And if you want to come for me, come for me. I'll meet him in a squared circle. Yeah, and that's what everybody is saying. You talk all this trash, lace them up and get in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's what you can do. Lace them on up, get in the ring, and then see if you can put on a show the way these women do. Not the men. Say that against – do that against the women that you're talking all this trash about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't go. And we all know that. That's a whole nother story. But on a brighter note, speaking or doubling back to an AEW conversation, the big announcement for Cody Rhodes's double or nothing opponent happened at 7 p.m. tonight when they uh, aired their next uh, or their newest episode of uh, Road to Double or Nothing. And guess who it is? I, I couldn't have guessed it any better, but I was oh. like, well. I can go with that. Who is it? You, you got. You got. You gonna do it, or can I do it? We gotta do it right. No, you go and do it right. You'll never forget the name of Goldust. <laughs> exactly. So it's gonna be brother versus brother, Dustin versus the Natural. The Natural. Ooh, he's kicking the Goldust theme. He's been well, Goldust for the last twenty. Well, they, they bleeped it. It, it can't. It's it's property of uh, WWE. I thought he owned that. No, 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 no. Remember, he was given that. So you know that's all kind of trademarks and and stuff right there. I, I swear, all this time, it's like they also can't use the word stardust. But that's a Dusty Rose thing. Yeah, but it's a WWE thing. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. All this watch, time, watch, watch the uh, the. The promo that uh, um, Dustin did, he they they bleeped out Stardust three times, I think, and they didn't even mention Gold Dust. You just saw him having gold paint in his hand. 
and then he set it down. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Not because of it's brother versus brother. Because we've had that many times and we've seen how the storyline was told on the WWE, which always, for the most part, put Cody over Dustin. I think every but one time, Stardust beat Goldust. Period. So now that they have creative control, is it going to be the same thing? Nah. Because they're billing it as, you know, one last ride. But yet, at the same time, we all know that Dustin can go. Dustin yeah. is on that Randy Orton level of still top-tier performance at his age, and he can still go. But I don't want him to lose, just to lose, to make Cody look good because it's not necessary. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather him win, and then there'd be a reconciliation or something like that. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I think it's going to be good, you know, Dustin just coming off of surgery, what, it's been about six months? Yeah. As far as his rehab, it's been about six months. He's been on the shelf. So, and I know he was trying to come back, but I I didn't know that his contract was up with WWE for him to do this. And it'd be great if it's not because that bridging that gap, instead of being competition, let's all go out here and make this money. That's my thinking. Hey, you you, you want to get in on this streaming? Here, take this. That I mean, yeah, but it's gonna be a big. Uh, it's gonna be a fight. I'm, if when the ratings come in, WWE is gonna get their feelings hurt. If they yeah. announce that it's TNT and TBS, there's no coming back for uh, Dustin at all. Because the, I can guarantee the first thing they're gonna think every time they hear TNT and TBS is WCW. Yeah. So that's all it's going to be. But in the grand scheme of things, this, to coin the phrase or to, or to copy the phrase, this is for best for business. This will put the fire under the WWE to do something or they're going to lose another 83 weeks. And then Eric Bischoff will be back again. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> but now, than ever. I, I will say this. And I said it last week. AEW should not go head to head with WWE just yet. No, I agree. Build a foundation. Show that your product is good. I mean, you got the talent. But you got to make the storylines good. You have to tell the story in the ring. Everything has to work fine. So. Well, they got Jim Ross. So it doesn't even matter. Who's in there? We know that Jim Ross can thread the needle and and t- weave the tail the way it's supposed to be done old school. So that way the performers are really for, for the beginning moments of everything, just doing they're, they're the canvas. If you let Jim Ross tell the tale, then that'll flesh everything out. And I know you have other announcers there as well, but let Jim Ross, or as they call him, Jim F and Ross, tell the tale for the the first four or five shows and then it can balance itself out and you start to see the characters come alive because if you try to put the characters out and then there's nothing to connect it nothing to really get you emotionally invested 
and the heel and the face and, and, and everything that you want to convey, it's not going to come across well. So that, that is one of the best things they could do is have the best in the business. And I guarantee if there was a healthy Bobby Heenan, he'd be there too. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm surprised they didn't even throw a Jesse the body in there just for a little bit of something, but <laughs> it's just a little bit of spice. Guess what? He's still talking wrestling. He let me down when he didn't run for president. Like he told me he would in 2008. I don't think he would have beat president Obama. No, no, no. But he, that, that, that's that's a juggernaut he couldn't go up against. But I don't know. The world's not ready for <laughs> Jesse Ventura ticket. But who knows? He could do it this year. He promised me a wrestling in the White House. <laughs> I, I, it's That'd be him the rock. rock. That'd be the rock. Well, he better be he, he better be the running partner of the rock. Rock, rock. That'd be insane. But the problem is everybody will be waiting for the State of the Union and he he'd be still standing. Finally, like oh. <laughs> we would lose our minds, man. I know that, <laughs> man. What? Jeez, like, can you imagine that? Like, who's going to hate the Rock of what he's saying? Republicans be like, what? Democrats be like, what? He just gives the people's eyebrows, like, oh, I smell what you're cooking. Oh well, we're going to oppose President Rock on this, and then all of a sudden he walk out, lay the smack down in your Rudy Pooh candy ass. Okay, we're going to go ahead and pass that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man, that make for some. I'd watch every presidential address. Yes. Oh man, I, I I think that would be a good eight year run, and I I haven't politically had a good eight year run as far as president goes since Obama. So who does running mate be? I, if he's smart, Ric Flair. Oh God. <laughs> if he's smart, so Rick Flair. Some dip- diplomatic issues being solved real quick. It's like you know what? Just get on a plane with old Nate. Yep, Next that's thing, it. You know, <laughs> all these countries would stop warring if you're like, look, <laughs> Flair just wore us out. We don't even want to fight no more, man. Um, we're just gonna get back on a plane with Flair. Put us up about 24 hours worth of flight time. We'll have it hashed out. But the thing is, the the. I, I got my own thoughts. I understand everybody can't come to the table and can't talk. Okay, fine. But that's all you need. Hey, we've had beef for 50 years. Why do we have beef? We don't even know what we're fighting each other for. Hey, let's sit down and have a conversation. Let's end this. Well, then we Don't be trying to go politics. That's a whole other world right there. Well, yeah, that's, I a mean, whole nother, that's a whole other conversation. But I, I'll put it like this. There's some places we shouldn't be because the, the battle – that's being fought from an American perspective, in my opinion, is beyond American point of view. When you are fighting over religious issues, that's something you can't get one side to see the other. That's just, it is mm-hmm. what it is. They got to work that out. You know, if, if you're, you know, fighting over, you know, territory or something, all right, we can work that out. You know, we can police that or we can help negotiate that. But when it's something you're talking religion, man, that that that's a you know as old as time. I mean, let's be honest, the Ten Commandments is on right now. Are you serious? <laughs> Heck yeah, man! So let it be written. So let it be done. That man, come on now, uh, come on now. Shoot, uh, can I start it, man? With, yeah, I'm about, about to, to let his people go. We about what maybe 20 minutes away from letting his people go and then walking across. Uh, so you better be ready. Jeez, it started at eight o'clock, man. Dag on it. I know, man. It's an Easter tradition. 
Yeah, yeah, but it used to be Easter Sunday, and it, they started moving it to Saturday, and that's what messed me up. I mean, it's been Saturday for a long time, man. Yeah, but I the thing is, that's before you was born. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never used to watch it on TV because yeah. I had it. I had it on VHS. Like I, oh, I yeah. Yeah. had one VHS with the whole movie on it, with the commercials and everything from like nineteen ninety four, and you know. On East Sunday, it would come on, but we would watch it during the day. I watched my grandmother turn the VHS on. We watch it for the six hours that it's on, but it's actually mm-hmm. four. But we watch it, and then when it came on TV, we would watch it again. Yep. Yeah, that was like the the tradition as well. Too much to do back then, so you know you watch that. It was uh, was it a Wizard of Oz was another one, mm-hmm. and uh, that came on. You would always look for, which I think is still. Somebody's a fact check that, but I think it's been over 30 years that the same Cadbury commercial has been airing and maybe 35 to 40 years on how many licks does it take to get to a center with Tuxedo Pop? Oh, that's right. We'll never find out because it's been this long and nobody's like, we don't even care no more. Just bite the daggone thing. out. <laughs> the same commercial. That's when you know you got some brand strength. The same, that same lion on Cadbur- Cadbury has been roaring for over 30 years. Yep. That's insane. Good job, Catbury. <laughs> Bring back the California raisins. Oh How about my that? goodness! Can we get some? Ooh, I heard it through the grapevine. Can we get that one? Man, that was that's when the Super Bowl was great. Yeah, I will say that. That's also when music was made for the movie, so their soundtrack was ridiculous. See, but see the bodyguard. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, now you got songs that are made that are put in movies with some of them like, OK, whatever. But when you had a soundtrack from beginning to end that you spent 20 bucks for, even though you watched the movie, but you had to listen to every track on the album. You know, that's that's a whole other story right there. Hey, guess what? We went off the rails. Go ahead. <laughs> well, guess what? Black Panther was like that. That whole yeah, entire album by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. That. Oh my goodness! When it dropped, I already knew I was going to see it. But when it when that why, album dropped, why you have to bring up Black Panther, man? Wakanda forever, <laughs> <laughs> or until Thursday night because it's going down <laughs> this week. Coming up, finally, excuse me, finally, it will be time. Man, I cannot wait. I may even take the kids to this one. That's how I, it's going to be crazy. Come see, Thursday, days gone. Who cares? Mortal Kombat, I'm going to come back to you on that. But, man, we, I got to see what's happening. We go to see a Marvel movie three times. The first time, just me and my wife. The second time, we take the kids. The third time, it's just all adults. And me personally, I go, uh, I like to go to the $5 movie theater. Mm-hmm. Because... Those are true fans when it comes to Marvel. I mean, everybody, when Stan Lee comes on the screen. Clapping. Everybody. And, oh, man, that's just such a rough neighborhood. So much happened out there. Uh-uh. Anybody's from the DMV, if you go to Marlowe Heights and you pay five fifty to see a movie, you are in for a treat because, number one, you don't buy no snacks. You bring your own snacks. But number two, <laughs> when you go to that late show, you're in there with true Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. And when I say true, I mean nobody's talking during the movie. Nobody has to go to the bathroom. Nobody moves. Mm-hmm. But when Stan Lee comes on, 
you sh- the appreciation is shown. Oh, yeah. And then after the movie, you know, most people get up and walk out. No, 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 no. Not a soul moves. Because everybody the lights knows. come back on. Yeah, exactly. That after, that after movie pop, one, two, or three. And I know they went crazy doing Captain Marvel because nobody expected the Marvel uh, um, insert thing. I don't know what the proper term is, but I would just call it scissor reel. Uh, that converted to Stan Lee images is like, oh man, that was that was amazing to see for Captain Marvel, and and it's gonna happen the same way. And then we've also got his last physical cameo and um and game. So we'll have to see. They'll probably do like paintings and stuff going forward, mm-hmm. something like that, or you know, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna Stan- be exciting. Stan Lee. So polarizing. He was on Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. How do you? You're a Marvel man. You 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 created the Marvel universe, but you're so polarizing. They put you on a DC show. Yeah, but I mean, he was cool, and you know, truth be told, back in the day, he helped do some DC stuff. He was just a fan of telling great stories and great comics. For him, the competition was to put out the best product, not to bury. The other brand. Who do you think put the the gave the green light for uh, the what ifs DC versus Marvel, Batman versus you know whomever, and and all those things, and, and to have those type of series come out? Stan was right at the forefront of that, and that's coming back to wrestling. What we should be seeing from all parties, like we've talked about, WWE, soon to be AEW, Ring of Honor, TNA. It should be a cohesive brother and sisterhood of what's all for one and one for all. If we all put out great product, we can all benefit. We can all rib each other and and stuff like that. We saw that at the uh, the DX um, Hall of Fame inauguration when they were ribbing Billy Gunn. But at the same time, I mean, he's all in, as they said, but he's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting, and that that's how it should be. That fun, that fun type of excitement, not what it could be, which is we got to put them out of business, right? And and do it immediately because they're hurting our numbers. They've got their t-shirts in the stands, and the no, it's it, you're a fan. You could be a fan of whatever, but they need to hurry up and somebody needs to start working on that all-in uh, video game. I tell you that much. Yeah, but you you say that. You know, everybody harmonizing and coming together. Uh, once again, that's a watershed moment that started right here on the WrestleManiacs. We came up with a business plan on how it can be done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it it's not about it's about the product. Like I would love to, see, just like I said, I would love to see Ring of Honor and New Japan get better time slots than what they got. Please, we we, we can't. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I may be up at two a.m., but I forget Ring of Honor is even on. I have to DVR and watch it and binge watch it. Yeah, and it's on twice down here in South Carolina, and I miss them both times. <laughs> you know, we got to be doing some extra WrestleManiacs overrun food to be like, oh, that's right, Ring of Honor is on, and then it's pointless because I can't really see what the heck is going on. I just look for Jay Lethal now and <laughs> the Briscoes. You know, something interesting, and how many streamers are being thrown in because. You, You've missed so much, right? So it's it's it becomes harder. Kind of like I'm sorry. Go. We're gonna say no, no. New Japan's even harder too. Oh yeah, New New Japan. 
that's a binge too. You got to binge the whole daggone thing. You, you lucky if you get New Japan maybe once a month if you watch it first run because it's hard mm-hmm. to find. Mm-hmm. So, but that's why Speaking we have of, the interwebs. Yeah. Speaking of hard to find, it was hard to find the answer to Paige's uh, alluding to her bringing a new tag team a week ago. It was hard to find any real word on who it was going to be. And then we found out. My heart was broken when she was not part of the tag team. Like, dang it, she didn't go to the Daniel Bryan doctor. So I was hurt behind that. They ribbed everybody with the Absolution reunion. I was like, dang, that's kind of rough. But nope, it wasn't that, thank goodness. And then, if I had to choose, I would rather have been Absolution. Like Asuka, I like Kyrie Sane. But that's that's it. That's who you're bringing up. There's nobody else that you could have picked. Nothing against Asuka. Nothing against Kyrie Sane. I would have rather been Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. You could have had the Sky Pirates. That would have been cool mm-hmm. because it had been a fresh team. I felt like Asuka's getting the, the page rub and consolation prize for doing the honors for setting up Becky Two Belts. And Kyrie Sane is just okay, we got to pick somebody from NXT. We'll bring her up and let it be that. It's like, oh, I can't get behind that, man. As much as I love seeing Paige, it's great. But, yeah, really? But we all contribute that to the lackluster superstar shakeup that I'm still running around waiting to get shook up for. Well, the whole thing with Asuka and Kari saying, they are really, really close so I mean, when you got when you making a tag team, you, you got to take somebody that you're close to. I mean, long as they're not top bill. I mean, as close as many people probably don't know, the Rock and Stone Cold were. You couldn't make them a tag team, right? Because they they're standalone superstars. Um, you, you took a big chance putting Rock and, and and Mankind together. You took a big chance putting Big Show and Undertaker together. The Miz, Big Show and Kane, <laughs> yeah. Because these are standalone stars, but they they got uh they got they they I don't know those two women are fine together, but to be with, with the the build from Paige, that's what, if they came out on their own, I'm cool, but I've got a big surprise. I'm bringing a tag team. Like, oh really? Come on. You know, it could have been Bianca Belair and and uh, Mia Yim, you know, something. You know, it could have been somebody that would have been fresh, that would have been a, a tag team that would have been like, okay, you're bringing something fresh for two people, not just one person, because Oscar's already there mm-hmm. on the same brand. So all you did was just say, okay, we slap you two together, go out and do something. There's so much they could have done. But one thing they did do was light the internet on fire for all the wrong reasons. But then if they're talking about you, I guess it's a good thing on bringing up. And I thought maybe I'd lost my mind. Like the Viking experience, they look like the War Raiders. Oh, snap. That is the War Raiders. What the hell is this Viking experience thing? The experience (laughs) will get dropped. Then they'll just be called the Vikings. We know the original thought was for them to be called the Berserkers, 
but then you had the Berserker, so you can't do that. I can understand with this being PG programming, Vince was like, no, we can't use the word war, and we can't use Raiders. Plus, you have the Oakland Raiders. So if somebody's just yelling the Raiders at WCW, the first thing you think of is NFL, and we're XFL. So I can understand that. But Viking Experience, that's the name. I would have rather been Viking something than Experience. That's the only thing. The Experience part I don't like, me personally. The Viking part I'm cool with because that's what was already there. I just wish the Experience was a different one. And if you shorten it, you can't say the Experience because then you expect that to be something like a Velveteen Dream, you know, Rick Rude type of, you know, persona. The Vikings... I guess, but uh, I don't know. I just, um, what, what's your take on this, Scuttlebutt? But the, the the thing is, they even changed their individual names. Yeah. So, uh, but now. I, I liked Hanson and Roe. Yeah, I found something that uh, probably will Explain why the name changed. Said Vince despises the word war, saying it's archaic and barbaric. Around noon, creative had to scramble for the name change in order for the graphics department to be ready for the graphic on the Titan Tron. So, you had it right. They don't like the word war. It had nothing to be do with the Raiders, but I mean, geez. Yeah, I just don't like the experience part. Yeah, I, I don't either. If you're going, if it's going to be the Viking experience, then they should have Sarah Logan or Nikki Cross, or they. It should be more to the experience. Let me put it that way. You know, it should be a stable. That's a stable name, not a tag team name. So I think that may be a change. They may drop the experience and do something else before they take T-shirts to print. Hopefully. Because it just it makes them seem like they're a low tier uh, jobber tag team, yeah. kind of like what they kind of did to the Killer Bees back in the eighties. The Killer Bees. Because <laughs> whenever you saw the Killer Bees, you knew they were going to lose. I've never seen the Killer Bees win. And I heard they were a great tag team. Oh, they but are, man. They can wrestle. I know. Ne- I've yeah. never seen them win. So, jumping Jim Brunzel, the Killer Bees. But that was a cool name to say, though. You just yell it out there and jump on somebody. Like, oh, man, Rockers versus the Killer Bees. You know, everybody flying all over trying to <laughs> do all these special moves out there on the um, on the mattresses outside. That's the weird thing about back then. Just throw a little side note conversation and go off the rails. It's crazy as a kid. You're going to jump on some mattress that's been outside. You don't know how long. Bed bugs. Who knows? You don't even know what a bed bug is. So that, that thought didn't even pop in your head. Flipping all over the place, you know, you're going to go ahead and get up a bunch of leaves, jump in it, you know, you don't know what the heck kind of bugs is in there, you just all kind of crazy stuff, but at some point you get older, and you look at that same mattress and be like, what the hell, oh hell no, you see them stains on that thing, I ain't jumping Mm -hmm. on that, I ain't doing no suplex on that, rake the leaves together, did y'all not watch that show Monsters Inside Me, man, there could be some parasites on there or something <laughs> heck no, you ain't jumping in no daggone jump you better go to the ball the the the, the Gravitopia or something like that and get on a trampoline in a, a ball pit 
you better hope they sterilize them thing. Heck no, what's wrong with you kids? Get, get all that place for Fortnite. It's <laughs> <laughs> like God, man. That's a I don't understand when that transition happened of being carefree and the world is not gonna kill me to have you not seen that the world's probably gonna kill you. <laughs> you know, I, I get on everybody. And I mess with them. They say, oh, my kids got allergies and this, that, and the other. I say, you know why the kids got allergies? Because y'all don't let them go play in dirt no more. That's why. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not safe. You know what's in dirt? Yeah, I know what's in dirt. They got to get it in their body and build up an immunity to it. Don't worry about it. Heck yeah. How much glue have you eaten this week? None? Oh, man, you're not living. <laughs> <laughs> my, slime. My. Who the hell making slime back then? We were just rubbing the glue in our hand to make it sticky and then peeling it off. Yeah. <laughs> then you had the weird kid that ate it. But, yeah. <laughs> My sister was the weird kid. Oh God, yeah. she was uh, the weird. That was, uh, was that was some craziness, and that was pre glue stick. Glue yeah. stick, you know, heaven forbid they dare you to put it on your lips because you know, in lieu of chapstick, just try it, just try, it. see what happens. Like, oh God, the stuff that we did back then. But you know, it's amazing we still alive. Yeah, surprisingly, but maybe all those bumps in the head after you fell off the daggone swing. From somebody standing up on a swing with you, going extra high, and yeah, jumping off, and you went backwards. Like, yeah, that's probably why I'm crazy now. Yeah, and some of us still have those scars. I still have the scar from where I flipped out of a swing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. And the funny part about it, I used to wonder why does my head hurt right here. <laughs> one day I took a picture. I have a dent in my head. Yeah, that's a concussion, sir. I said, uh, why do I have a dent in my head? You were put to sleep on that one. I can guarantee you, you were put to sleep. You wake up looking up like, you all right? Yeah, man, I'm good. Y'all try and go to the park? We at the park. Oh, okay. All right, then. I'm going to go call my mama and tell her I'm knocked out. Uh, I was telling my coworker the other day, I got a nice little uh, cut on my arm. And how did I get it? by using an exacto knife in art class. I think it got to be one of the only kids that almost killed themselves cutting wood in art class. After the teacher said, be careful, these exacto knives are really sharp. Okay. And then you come over, hey, man, you know you're bleeding, right? For real? I couldn't. Oh, snap. Yeah. Doctor's like, if you were to cut just a couple millimeters more, you'd be dead. Like, oh, wow. dang. Who knew art class was rough? <laughs> Yeah. And dangerous. I guess the teacher knew, but you know, thanks, Mr. Kunzelman. Uh, I appreciate you giving me the foreboding that I'm almost about to kill myself. Mm. Maybe somebody should have given the foreboding of the Viking experience may not have been a good two part name. No. Viking something, just not the, or give us the experience. Kind of like I think they're going to drop the ball with this Bray Wyatt experience. The, 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 the hand puppet. Yeah. All right. The Annabelle creepy house segment commercial thing. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Oh, they, you better have him walk out with a sister, uh, Abigail, and it better not be a, a Mick Foley sock puppet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we if he's not about to become a ventriloquist, then y'all gonna lose us real quick. So this could make or break Bray Wyatt. And the sad thing is. If the machine destroys his character, that is going to be a travesty of justice, considering that his promo potential is through the roof. Right. So you're going to gimmick him down. Speaking of Bray Wyatt, I actually went to Walmart 
and bought a oil lantern similar to his. Mm. Someone that likes come around it. Exactly. So I, I haven't lit it yet. She won't let me light it. But I want to do it with all the lights out and just walk through the house and stand in the middle of the house and. That's all I want to do. Yep. That's all I want to do. I, I haven't lit it yet, but I'm going I'm to light it. Before. I'm going to wait till it gets warm and light no, it. No, man. Here's what you do you wait for her to be in the bed, everybody else laying down, and you just come in there with the light. And she's looking at you, you bucket naked. Bucket <laughs> naked. And then you look at her, be like, I'm here. And then turn the light off. And that's how you get your belt. See, it all comes full circle. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and if that don't work, put some clothes on. It's just too late. We've lost our shot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you may have her at bucket naked. So, <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> Well, you can only go to commercial off a of bucket naked. <laughs> There's no segues that lead to that. No, it's so, that. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll hit our last segment, which is a, a quick um, in-round-robin discussion on where does a WWE go from the superstar walkabout? <laughs> <laughs> a little shrimp on the barbie there. That, God dang, I got more excitement out the Bloomin' Onion. At Outback. Ooh. I mean, but the, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Hold on. Time out. What? You, you got to get excited about a blooming onion. That thing. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. Mm. See, mm. you already popping for it. Superstar shakeup? No. Blo- we're, we're talking blooming onion. Yeah, see? I and, tried. And, and, I tried. Pumpernickel bread. Oh, God. See, see he's all, his mouth is he, he's dripping right now uh, from his salivating like crazy. And we were salivating before the superstar shakeup happened. And yeah. then now we're like, yeah, uh, I think I got cramps. <laughs> Must have been some bad seafood. I don't know. But uh-huh. either way, we're going on commercial break. Maybe the WWE would have uh, waved that magic wand or called Thanos and said, hey, can you use a reality gem and a time gem to take us back in time, change a couple things, maybe have somebody make a different decision so that way we could shake up and China would come back. You know, things like that. So... <clears throat> We'll see if they can work that out with Thanos. If not, we may have a problem because the gauntlet may be lost without the presence of Adam Warlock. (sighs) And we'll be back. (laughs) Stay tuned for this. And just like that, we are back. So our last segment is going to be kind of like a little wish list or or thought process of where does a WWE go from the round away shakeup? Now, one thing that has come to light as of today was that there has been a new show that's um, been, I guess, developed or being developed called WWE Stomping Grounds, which is supposed to be a, a recap show that we kind of heard Fox wanted something of the sort for when WWE transitions over to Fox for SmackDown. So it could be a clip down show. It could be a recap show. It could be like Saturday night's main event type plus something. We don't know exactly what it is yet, 
but WWE Stomping Grounds has been registered as a title of a of the next WWE program. And we also don't know if it's going to do dual airing or anything like that between the network and the Fox network. So we'll, we'll be waiting to see what happens from there. But uh, for me, one of the things that I would like to have happen is for a massive call-up still of NXT talent to the main roster to give some fresh opportunities to people like uh, a Dana Brooke or um, still Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder and, and other superstars that haven't had a lot of air times. He, where, where's Heath Slater and Rhino? Haven't seen him in quite some time on major SmackDown Live or Raw programming or even just opening up NXT like we talked about before. That's one thing I think would solve some of the problems and give more opportunity. What do you think, KG? I, I agree because, I mean, you 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 can with the talent that you have in NXT, and once again, I said it last week, it rivals the talent you used to have in OVW, where somebody was coming up, and then you know, the talent level was was awesome, mm-hmm. and this talent level that's in NXT is awesome. So. I just, I would like to see, of course, you know, I want to see Velveteen Dream come up. I want to see all the talent come up and see how they do on the main roster. But you also have to realize you can't bury them when they come up. Right. So that, that that's a hope. What, what, uh, what's on your wish list? <sighs> that they figure out how to keep this women's division circulating and going and you're able to harness this energy and the way, what Becky has and you make it work. Don't let it get stale and stagnant as far as the women go. Don't Roman reigns me to death. Mm -hmm. Don't, uh, I mean, don't Becky me to death either. But the 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 the, the talent that's not top tier that are mid carters right now. Let me see them get a run. Um, big on my wish list as always. Give me another women's belt, possibly a women's TV title. Give me a men's TV title mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of. Give you something to shoot for. When you're a jobber, you're trying to get to mid-card status. When you get to mid-card status, what's the top of the mid-card status? That would be your TV title. When you're about to be main event, that's the U.S. and the uh, the, 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 the Intercontinental. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, you know, start looking at the belts that are defunct on the men's and women's side. I'm going to need two more women's belts because I'm going to need a belt that's underneath of Two belts that's underneath of the Raw and SmackDown championships for the women. Mm-hmm. Then also a TV title that's underneath of that. That Because you have enough talent on the roster to actually get this done. So, I mean, that's, that's big on my wish list is rewarding the talent that you have with title runs, but you have to create titles and those titles have to mean something. Right. 
I agree with that. What about you? Next big thing on my wish list, I'd like for there to be more dynamic programming on the network. And I understand it's built off of on-demand format, but there's not enough original programming. You know, sprinkling in a table for three here and a chronicle here is fine, but I'd like something on a total divas level or tough enough level or something like that to be an exclusive to the network. So that way it's, it's more entertaining and there's more stuff. Cause once like for me, once I've caught up on all the new shows, there's nothing for me to watch. And I'm not talking about like, you know, um, NXT or 205 live. Those are still general program. Else interesting. Like I like legends house. I just thought that he was just putting them in situations that, as Gene Oakland would say, they're kind of stupid. But, you know, I, I enjoy seeing that the interaction of the Legends. But I like it. How about you do a Legends House 2 with not too old of a Legends? Like I put Sting in there with uh, Booker T and Fit Finley and um, Medusa and trying to think who else I think would be entertaining and, and crazy and bring back Hillbilly Jim <laughs> <laughs> just because Hillbilly was, was hilarious back then um, but you know like a Legends House 2 I still think they should bring back the Hulk Hogan cartoon Camp WWE should be in constant production and I'd like to see them buy just for airing all the Sergeant Slaughter episodes of G.I. Joe. Because just independently. Yeah, just independently. You know, that character is USA Pride. And I think that would be something amazing to have as well, just to be able to watch all of that. Because, you know, even though they're not in direct competition, when Disney Plus comes, we already know Netflix is shook out the wazoo. But yeah. everybody else, Hulu and, and the like, have got to come correct. Because, man, it's, it's the stuff that they have on the Marvel level is ridiculous. Like uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch has a, a show. Um uh, was it uh, Falcon as a show and I mean it's got so much going on on there original programming and Star Wars and all that stuff The Simpsons <laughs> is hanging with Mickey you know there is a lot going on so with, with that much streaming opportunity and potential that should be a red flag for WWE hopefully to say hey we need to go ahead and produce as much content and take advantage of this network other than just streaming let's give them something else to tune into that's original programming. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, more of the, uh, the, the, what was it called? The, um, the fashion files or the fashion police make that into a show Uh, or, you know, a, a, a superstar sitcom. I wouldn't mind seeing. So that would give Paige, Paige could be the mom. You know, so she's got something else. Uh, and um, 
you know, just, just a couple of different things like that, you know, something else on the network to make it worth my nine ninety nine. And then if you give me that much content, I'll pay 15 for it. I mean, it's a no brainer, you know, for anybody that understands how it used to be where $60 was for the Royal Rumble and $70 was for WrestleMania. That's a whole year of the WWE network. Yep. Plus an extra 10 bucks. So, you know, you tell me you're going to go up $2 to 11 Who cares? I'm in. Two pay-per-views, you, I'll cover that. So that, that's on my wish list. What about you? What else you got? Oh, what else? Now, see, you start talking about programming. I, I, more tables of three. Um, I would like to see something where... Uh, I've heard that Jake Roberts, his um, he's on tour, mm-hmm. and it is like one of the most hilarious things when he starts telling stories. Uh, a couple episodes of that, just recording him and following him on tour, his journey, everything he's been through, um, his recovery. Same thing with Sky Hall and DDP Yoga. Th- these things like that. That should be on the network. I agree. Because yeah. I would like I have DDP Yoga. But do I do it? No. Why? Because I have to put it the disc in. But then back then it wasn't <laughs> streaming the way it is now. But then it's like, man, it's not streaming through my Xbox or my smart TV. You know, it's like, God, I got to jump through hoops. And it's just not happening. But I have it. I mean, as soon as he bought it, we just came like, DDP yoga. Not your parent yoga. All right, I'm buying a DDP. <laughs> and I got the whole packet and everything. And that was it. I think it's stream that through the network. Yes. Ooh, diddly. Man, that would be insane. Look, look, look how many former legends, well, look how many legends he's helped. He said, Jake the Snake looks good now. So, same thing with Scott Hall. Oh, yeah, man. They look good now, that man. I mean, they were looking show. like DDP Recovery House or something like that. I mean, if you Pretty watch much. the, the, there was a documentary on Jake that covered all that stuff that was already telling but like man you know the 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 reason for it is just eye-opening especially with scott hall i mean that that incident that uh unfortunate uh somebody dying i mean that that one moment set up everything else and you know that, that's just something that he just couldn't deal with and substance abuse substance abuse kind of took over just numbing the pain of that. But DDP Mm -hmm. helped him, you know, at least overcome and start moving towards a better mindset to be able to do stuff and and, and interact. And, you know, his son and there's so much more to live for, to be sober for. And that would be an amazing show as well. Or just, I'm not going to lie, just give me a DDP yoga infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) On demand, I'll watch that. That's good enough for me. What you doing this week? You know what? Remember, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Remember all the the WWE VHS tapes? Mm-hmm. You know, you had The Rock, Stone Cold, um, WrestleManias. The WrestleMania replays, the, all the highlights from every WrestleMania, all in one VHS. Um, you had Eva Destruction, which is one of um, my favorite VHSs because it talked about the first TLC match, the first tag team TLC match. Mm-hmm. Um, 
put that that type of original programming, the VHS, the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Um, I, did they haven't? Did they do a Chris Benoit one yet? Not that I can recall, but I mean, there's so much Chris Benoit stuff out there. You know, it's but trying to weave through it, but that that those videos, those behind the scene things, put those on the network. Yep. Where I can say, you know what? I haven't seen this in a while. I want my old school Stone Cold fix. I want uh, to watch the highlights from WrestleMania 1 through 35. And I, I want to spend four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have the access to this library. But not only that, uh, break down superstar Billy Graham. His uh, The videos you have of him at AEW. And what you have, everything that you own of Billy Star, a superstar Billy Graham, and all of the 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 the, the superstars from the '80s and '90s, and show their ascension into legendary status. You own uh, AWA, you own uh, WWF, you own uh, 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 Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you own all of these things that you have access to. Show them. Yeah, give us more, more of those uh, those compilation um, videos. Maybe put the WrestleManiacs on, but that's a whole other story. But, I mean, uh, it, it's possible. What about when? I mean, they worldwide. Each town you go in, you do a table of for three of three super fans. Naturally, you gotta give them the the you, if you curse or say anything out the way or whatever then we're not going to air it, and then you just did that for nothing. Pretty but much. You have regular fans just sitting around, and these are the three topics that y'all talk about. And then you get to see the fans' perspective. Because we're the experts. They may be the performers, but we're the experts. Everybody, they say it all the time. The fans will make or break you. So you could have the, the best thing curated to be the best that it can be, but if we don't like it, it's not going to happen. We made we proved that with Roman Reigns. We didn't like to be force fed it. It didn't make sense it, as a whole. It, it diminished just wasn't Roman. something. Yeah. So and they just kept pushing instead of getting the clue. Let's keep trying this. Let's keep trying this. Let's have this person. No, this is not what we want in the way that we want it. But when Joe showed up and Joe came back, that's two different things. Mm-hmm. We look, we see Joe as Roman Reigns more than we see Roman as Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? We saw the Doctor of Thugonomics come back to a huge pop versus if John Cena would have just came out, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Go ahead and do a six moves of doom now. Let's move on and get that segment over. We wanted word life. <laughs> we wanted maybe another him to show up on Monday night as World Life. You know, we wanted that twice, just not once, but twice. It's like, man, I had to break back out the theme song on my phone. It's like I haven't listened to myself in a long time, and I used to be able to, you know, rap the whole thing. But, <laughs> but man, I, it just something that just came out of nowhere. Now I don't agree with the Babe Ruth of WWE. That was a long setup for that, I think. Like, uh, yeah. But that's a whole other thing, whatever. They had to give John Cena some type of spectacle thing. But 
you know, a couple topics and you have real fans sitting around at a table for three and you go around and they just produce that and have that. Or you can have two, um, two uh, fans and a superstar. And that's what it is. I'd agree with that. that. I think that'd be awesome. And I'm not just saying just so that way I could be one of them and you could be one of them, but I think that'd be just something to keep them humble and and keep the, 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 the barometer going in the right direction, the the needle point in the right direction for them to be able to make it and, and really push the envelope. Because like we said, and we said at this show and, and past shows, if they do not have everything set up, it's going to be very ugly because they are giving AEW the room they need to fire the shot that they are not going to be able to deflect. There's a bullet that is going to come through and it's going to hit them and they're going to be like, what the heck just happened? Now we're eight episodes down the road on AEW's television deal and they are their ratings are through the roof and they're going to be scrambling to try to figure it out and then they'll come back to our podcast and be like oh all we had to do was just call up all those NXT people and then do a real lethal lottery and then everybody's here and just start the writing from fresh that's all we had to do why did you guys think about that oh uh, I don't know but you know mm. that's that <laughs> Well, we 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 do the thinking and we put it out there. I don't think, and I'm not saying this because I'm here. I'm a sideline junkie, WrestleManiac, but we put the things out there that it that most fans want to see. Listen to your 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 your. These are your testers. Listen to your testers. Yeah, I don't mind being a, 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 a guinea pig. I'll tell you it's straight. It's garbage or it works. I do it every day at work. And people <laughs> look at me like I'm crazy sometimes. I ask them questions to make sure they get, they're making an educated decision. I give them food for thought so that way they're making an educated decision. Because at the end of the day, it's about in video games or sports entertainment, making sure that people are getting an experience that they will enjoy, not something that you're going to have to expense $3 a gallon in gas to drive all the way back over because we failed to tell you this game is a hot mess or to tell you, hey, it's going to have some bugs, but there's potential if, you know, let them go through their growing pains, but the game is good, just give it a shot like Anthem. Or, hey, the division, you're going to have to, it's a thinking person's game once you get to a certain level of, this, of, of difficulty in the game. So you got to start putting in some, some pieces of the puzzle together to, to work all this stuff out so you can understand what to do. Or Mortal Kombat, man, if you don't play that story, you're a moron. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait. You said, you, what's a moron, huh? <laughs> So, I mean, that those are the things that they should trust. Um, sometimes the, the inner sanctum and the inner circle is good because, yeah, overall, we know Pop Events has got, you know, the best mind for the business. But the world has changed and the instant gratification 
of these younger generations is dictating their attention span to certain things. And if you don't teach them from being a young kid up the value of a long storyline build and a long payoff, when they are the ones having to perform it as a superstar, or they're the ones having to be in creative as a 22 year old writing it, they won't get it. They won't appreciate it. They'll just look at the, the, the clip down show or the, the curated, highlight reel that happens when they're doing a hall of fame ceremony like oh man yeah that was really quick but they don't see all the other stuff that happened during the um the 83 weeks of wcw success or the monday night wars or the attitude era or anything they don't see any of that we remember a lot of those little nuances here or there but for them it's yep okay so we had to rock the rock the rock the rock the rock the rock the rock now that's all i need to know the rock was awesome but what made The Rock awesome? Did we not see The Rock in the nature of domination? Nation of domination? Did we not see him going back and forth with Farouk? Did we not see him as a heel talking about don't sing along with The Rock? Which is why people chanted with The Rock, which turned into everybody saying if you smell what The Rock is cooking. Did we not see uh, Rocky Maivia's hair when he debuted? <laughs> you know, do did any of that stuff not play in? No? Okay. Same thing with Kurt Angle. Little kids singing, you suck, but do we know where that came from? Did we see the edge lead up to that? But then also at the same time, did you see true heel Kurt Angle and some of the stuff he did with Brock Lesnar? Nope. We just, you suck. You suck. You know, do they even know who the prototype is? <laughs> nope. <laughs> No. Missed all that. They just know John Cena. Dan, 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 dan. Like, no, man, y'all don't know. John Cena can wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the prototypes work in OVW and then come back and tell me that John Cena can't wrestle. Lost your mind. He was on mag in magazine after magazine after magazine after magazine as the next up and coming rising superstar for his work, not his character. Because he ain't even figure out who it is. He just, you know, he was like a Batista back then. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, he just big muscle and he just was manhandling that type of character. He wasn't ruthless aggression, storytelling, cut promo, rapping, quick-witted, in the ring, John Cena. So. Once upon a time. Yeah. So those things have to be taught. And I think by giving a fan perspective, bringing it back uh, full circle, that would be something good to help explain and help bridge the gap on what's the important things when it comes down to sports entertainment. That's my wish list. That's just a big correction. That's just the beginning of my wish list. But you know, uh, I like your wish list. <laughs> oh, you have some good stuff too. I like more managers. Yeah, we don't have we don't hey, have very many. Damon can't do it on his own. Zelina Vega can't do it on her own. Paige can't do it on her own. We're not even talking about Drake Maverick. That's whatever. Because Lord only knows where um, Office of Pain are right now. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> 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 we need more proper polarizing managers like like a Bobby Heenan and, and Jimmy Hart, Jim Cornette. You know, that level of just major um, 
manager outside of Paul Heyman because we know Paul runs his niche right now of I'm going to sell the big events, but we need somebody else to be a part of those other little storylines. When when you say uh uh geez, I just had it. When you say um Jimmy Cornette and Paul Heyman, they manage more than one wrestler. So on a pay-per-view, you might see them three, four times. Or Bobby Heenan, yeah. I mean, remember that he just came out with everybody. Like, right. God, Bobby, you out again? And with Chase the Heenan Jackson, family. Heck yeah, man. And he was just out there every single time, giving 100%, getting involved in the matches, getting yoked up, all that stuff. I mean, it's just awesome. And I think that would be another major component that you can have on both shows to be able to just like I said, needle the thread through to help weave a little bit more of an interesting story, especially on these slow builds. You should at least have throughout the course of the year, maybe four or five, six month builds from the first Raw and SmackDown Live of the year to SummerSlam. We should have a build of something and it should be epic. So when that SummerSlam payoff happens, bam, it's insane. And then you go from SummerSlam to to uh, Survivor Series, from Survivor Series back to Mania. Or Warrior Rumble, depending on how you look at it. And that's how it should go. At least three to six, since you got two shows, three, three apiece. Major storylines and everybody else's intertwining the subtext of it. Lost art form. If if they could ever get it back, I mean that that's I mean it, it shouldn't be hard. about no, but it shouldn't be a, be be about uh, beating AEW and crushing them. But you're setting the blueprint to say this is how it should be across the board successful for wrestling promotions. Mm-hmm. You get on, you do this, 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 and this. We secure these deals, but. Basically, you're paying into a pot revenue sharing. That way, nobody goes under. I mean, that's just a thought. I've, get, been, I've been talking. You get that uncharted territory now. That's some scary, scary conversations there. <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Everybody pays. You have uh, like one large cross branded event, and everybody right. gets paid. And then you know you take you take that out of there because. But you're gonna have to find a venue that's got a, that's gonna hold oh, that's a hundred and some thousand. That's easy. You know exactly. uh, who was it? Um, I forgot who it was, but they posted a video. Was it? Uh, was it? Maybe it was Daytona at a NASCAR track, and he said, "Why are we not having events here? Can you imagine? That's over at. You could probably fit, depending on what it is." Well, I guess Talladega would be too big, but Lord knows I love Talladega. Um, but uh, like we'll say, you know, uh, Daytona, um, maybe close to two hundred to three hundred thousand people. And that yeah. oval, mm-hmm. can you imagine? And only event. I mean, we're talking the 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 super colliders, which we call it. Um, WWE versus AEW. Versus Ring of Honor versus New Japan versus TNA. Five from each one. Well, five singles, one tag, 
from each one. And that singles but, would be a mixture of men and women. And they would have matches. You, you know what I would do? What's that? I would, I, would, I would have four different rings. Yeah, all across, yep. Ring one, two, three, and four. So that way, no, no one ring is, is, you know, you work it out. Kind of like they would do with war games um, mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep. But you, you take all those, you take uh, the World Wars of WCW, um, the matches of any pay-per-view from WWE, uh, Bash at the Beach, anything like that. You take those gimmick matches where you got the three stages of hell. And you just, you know, then, then you do a best in the world. And it doesn't matter who wins because on the back end, every everybody's, promotion okay, is going to win. Everybody's getting a, a check, but you would do it as fair as you can be. So, like, you would put Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal in the match. And then you would put the balls in. And then you would roll it around, and you would pull out, and that's who your winner is. So that's as legitimately fair as you could get. No, no egos. No one mm-hmm. booker likes this. You you pull that name out. This is who wins, and now it's up to the road agent and the talent to go ahead and and craft out a match that will be amazing. That's as fair as fair can be. As you pull out the name, and then you work it out. And let it be what it's going to be. And if the cloud is, you know, four parts AEW, three part WCW, one part TNA, you know, then that's what it is. But that's just, you know, lottery luck of the draw. Right. And it's annual. So that could change. You know, six months from now, you do another one. Man, that'd be a big check. Everybody at Marvel would get paid. That'd be more than Saudi Arabia money. Exactly. And then you know what? You could take the LA Coliseum. The LA Coliseum, I believe, holds one hundred and fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. You could, but that's just for a football game. Mm-hmm. You put the ring, and this is if you use one ring. You put that ring on the fifty yard line, and then you fill the rest of it in with seats. Yeah, it's over. That's probably about a good. 160, 175,000 right there. Oh, yeah. And then from a WWE perspective, you would divide it out, and I would give WWE 50%. And here's the reason why. Because they're used to doing large-scale production, WWE is going to handle, if we're doing it at uh, uh, a football American, a football soccer stadium, wherever, they're going to handle making sure the floor is covered, the seating, the lighting, the production of the cameras, all that stuff, because that's what they do. They've got that down to a science. If AEW, TNA, Ring of Honor, somebody else is going to do that, yeah, that would destroy them, mm-hmm. getting all that together. So by all rights, WWE would get 50% of everything, period, up without question. Everybody else divides other 50% up based off of how many other promotions there is equally, and that's what y'all get. But WWE is, you know, footing that. And if that means it airs on WWE Network first, then on this second, after pay-per-views, or WWE gets the reruns first or whatever, that's only fair because they're putting on the production and making it easy for these other promotions not to have to incur, you know, for a WrestleMania-style event, almost a million dollars of production to yield $300 million. 
<laughs> or something, you know what I mean? But I, but <clears throat> you use that, if you're going to do it twice a year or something like that, you use it as a summit. Oh, yeah. So uh, you you take it, it's not going to be bigger than WrestleMania. Nothing's going to ever be bigger than WrestleMania. But you use that where you build it up over, you know, it's going to be built up over a course of months. But that week of the event starting Wednesday, all the big wigs, agents, everybody gets together. And, you know, they sit down and they put everything on the table. Hey, AEW says, well, I'm having a problem here, but I'm a success here. Yep. And then everybody chimes in, okay, this is what you got to do to make yourself bigger. Okay, you got to sign this deal. You got to make sure you get this because if you do this, you put the money in the pot, that's more money for all of us. Yep. And it's like E3 used to be where it was just industry insiders, no outside people. So the smaller promotions could come up and that's how you just had to go sees and they could, you know, train and do things and, and learn how to be better on their end and get some of you know, good practices or whatever for the, the, the general local promotions. So if you are at a, a bingo hall, you're producing the best bingo hall experience they've ever seen mm-hmm. instead of it being you just at a bingo hall putting on a show, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly, man. That would be uh, awesome for the industry and like I said, just for those folks and the indies not, you know, selling tickets to it or anything like that, that summit at the hotels and all this stuff is just for them that, that registered and, or that's already part of it. I think right. that would be phenomenal. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Are we being realistic with saying this? Yeah. All we think got to do is check the egos aside. Cause uh, cause... What, what's good for one is good for all. Just like we saw it happen with the AA, uh, was it AAF? Mm-hmm. All NFL had to do was say, hey, you know what? We got you, dog. We're off. Some of our players still want to play or, you know, to, to stay in shape. We'll go ahead and give you a little bit of an avenue and help you out so that way we can cross in because we also have competition from Vinnie Mac over here that could destroy you. So we're going to have this little bit of a dialogue and help you through this so that way all you got to do is get through your first. Yep. And then we can build from there. That's all we got to do is just get you through the first, get somebody crowned champion, and you're done. Even if it's, we shorten the season, let's just get you done. And that's, that's it. The NFL. The NFL is the only league that doesn't have a minor league system. Mm-hmm. And with the influx of players that come in that wind up getting cut, and you're going to smaller leagues not really playing and not getting that pro-style coaching, CFL is not a, a competition to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a competition, but it's not, you know. It's an alternative. Right. To, and in case, you know, type of thing. But, well, they do have a they do have a farm league. It's called college. But the problem <laughs> is the colleges are making gazillions of dollars, if that even, mm-hmm. is even a number, off of these players. And these players, I mean, outside of getting education, which is important, but yet they're getting nothing out of it because not every player is making it to the NFL. True. But and those if they guys, win a championship, cut them a check. <laughs> but those guys, not, I mean, we're not talking the first and second rounders who are sometimes immediate starters. I'm talking those fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounder guys that are bubble guys going into camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, your bubble burst. Instead of me 
just cutting you and sending you on your way. And you probably never play football again, but you have talent, but you need to work on things. I send you down to the AAF. Mm-hmm. And it's you you know the mistake you made with NFL Europe, which used to be the World Football League. You know the mistake you made. Correct those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now you have the AAF. You can send talent down there, but I mean, I don't want to say, well, this team and this team shares a team because, I mean, it could work. It does in a G League, but you got to also look at it like, okay, I need to bring talent up, but I need this player needs to be cultivated. I need to make him mature, and he needs to get coaching, and this is what he needs to work on. Okay, you send him down. Same thing you do in, in the farm systems of the of the Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. You have, a, what, four different classes. You have a single A, double A, well, low double A, or is it low single A, high single A, double A, and triple A. Mm-hmm. So you have options. And, I mean, guys come out of, of, of college playing baseball – Sometimes out of high school, you go straight to the minors and you learn the game. Yep, and that's, and they, they, that's they, what they I was cut about you a to check. Say. That's exactly what I was about to say. How about that level of opportunity to where I don't have to feel pressured to lose out on things because I'm going into the draft when I can finish my schooling and transition into something that's still professional, and then I could get called up. Right. So I don't have to lose. I'm still getting – the, the the background basis of survival past, heaven forbid I get a concussion or I get mm-hmm. an injury or something. What do I have to fall back on? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm an engineer. <laughs> you right. know, I can't run and, and you know do a four forty, but I can definitely sit down and plan out this um uh, industrial building. Those type of things. So yeah, I mean th- that's all the NFL had to do was just reach out and not let them drown. Because yeah. they're not getting uh, any residuals off of it, and they just started right after the Super Bowl. You know that that's that's just wrong. But you're a multi-billion-dollar company. It wouldn't have hurt you to say, "Hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna throw you a bone here because we we need to help." Same thing, WWE. Everybody knows that WWE is the upper echelon. WWE Hall of Fame is the upper echelon. It's it's, it's non-negotiable. That is what it is. But yet at the same time for everybody to come in that type of conference format and to, to come together and have that crossover event with all the major brands, nobody's taking a loss. And the WWE is coming out looking like a champ because like I said, they're putting on the production part of it, but they're gracious enough to say, Hey, we're going to do this as fair as possible. So it's not, Oh yeah. Just because the undertaker's in it, undertaker's going to win. Right. He's the undertaker. No, if Undertaker's name did get pulled, you look at them and say, don't you pull a Sasha Banks. The name got pulled. Ain't got to do with that. It's independent. You know, one of the two people that's in the match pulls the name out. It is what it is. And then, you know what? To start it off, the first match of the night, you have a Legends Battle Royal. Every promotion's top legend. Mm-hmm. Or I'll say top three legends of all time. They're able to perform. You put them in a Battle Royal. Yep. And then to take it even one step further, your main event is going to be a triple threat ladder match, whatever it is, based off of how many promotions to get one championship traveling belt that goes between all promotions. 
So everybody would put a pool in for that one fee to cover flight, travel, and an extra pay bump above what their their dates are already. So when you're in the area of uh, TNA, then you would be on do a show on TNA. When you're in the area that uh, Ring of Honor is recording, you would do that. Kind of like you know when Hardys was bouncing around with winning all these belts. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And then you would have that one best in the world champion, and that's how it would go. And that's as legitimate as could be because again, one name was pulled out the hat, and that's who won. It wasn't anybody that was predetermined. You know, that's who won. But the people in there are your best talkers, your best workers, mm-hmm. your best representatives. So it doesn't matter who wins. So if it's, you know, that would be a, a John Cena versus a Jay Lethal versus a, a Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega versus, well, Chris Jericho could do dual, but we'll say if Jericho was in New Japan, then, you know, Jericho would represent New Japan or somebody else um, whose name, actually, Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> Just put him in there. Just because I like Jushin Thunder Liger. And then Ring of Honor. What's that Ring of Honor? Who am I missing? TNA, we could do Moose. You know, somebody. And then you would just go from there. Man. The possibilities are endless. I mean, this is why we need to be sitting on the board of directors. You oh, may be trying to really put us up there. I just <laughs> want to be at the creative meeting so I could be like, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, excuse me. I have a common sense question. Who the hell wants to watch that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, just that one person to not agree and to give the, 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 the point counterpoint from a, a layman, layperson's perspective that just worked, you know, 80 hours a week and they scraped up enough to spend $135 to get in section 112 row AA middle part camera side. So that way, that's where I want to be. You know something? I just thought about it. You take all the heads and you create a commission. And that's what it is. It's just called the commission, a true commission, a throwback to Al Capone, Lucky Luciano Mm. and Mafia. But you say we meet on a regular. We're always in contact. Nobody's trying to reach behind and take money out of anybody's pocket or conference call, whatever. Right. Skype, blue jeans. We we just say, hey, so-and-so's struggling a little bit. We need to kick some some help to them. Uh, What star you got that's available? That can go down and, and, and boost up their attendance. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, you, can you fly them down to Texas? Because that's where they're at this week, and we'll do this. Okay. You got a champion showing up with another promotion's belt, kind of sort of like Taz did with the ECW championship. That was freaking epic mm-hmm. to see him as an ECW champion show up on WWF programming. And he said he was going to do it, and he did it. Things like that. I mean, geez. The, the, oh, my God. The possibilities mm-hmm. of just putting pride it's to the side. Good for one is good for all. And then everybody's show has become must-see. Because you never know everybody pop up. Yep, then everybody can negotiate better. The networks are like, hold on. So we got this happening. We, we, we can get better sponsorship because we don't even know what's going on. Or if we do know, hey, because we're taped and not live on this episode, there's, there's going to be uh, somebody popping. I'm not going to say who, but viewership may uh, increase the following episode based off of that. Go ahead and negotiate now your sponsorships 
and see if you can kick up a, something else, another higher tier uh, sponsor or something. I mean, you know, you can work that stuff out. We come up with all the great business models and <laughs> we just need the promotion to do it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, how it's much, all about how much money. Is it to invest in Maryland Championship Wrestling. <laughs> and, straight take them. I mean, they already one of the top indie promotions. They only need one thing in MCW. And you know, you know me, my mind is already on it. If if the capital was there to do it, they need their own closer to inner downtown ish area. They need their own venue. That's well, the only yeah. thing it's missing. Because they're either in Joppa, Maryland mm-hmm. or Waldorf. Right. You could quadruple your revenue if you're closer to inner city Baltimore. Because I mean it's the Mecca. So it's not like you're not going to get attendance. Right. You know, you're going to get the people. They're already coming from you. You've already got the guest stars. I mean, it's it's there. It doesn't have to be at I'm always going to call it the Baltimore Arena. I don't even know what the hell it's called now. But it Is doesn't it have first to be. Mariner? Who knows? I don't know. Royal Farms? Who the hell knows? I think that's what it is, Royal Farms. <laughs> who the hell knows who's running that place right now? Baltimore Arena is what it will and always needs to be. But, um, you know, someplace close. Or even it could be in Baltimore County. But it's a little bit further out on the other side. But if, if that's all they need and then top-tier production lighting and everything, whew, it'd be through the roof. It is Royal Farms Arena to be exact. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess Royal Farms is all right. Hey, hey, hey. They building the Royal Farms a light down from my house, and I can't wait till it's finished. They have some good chicken. Yes. But the ones ones, uh, closer to Baltimore, in Baltimore, around Baltimore, are the best ones. No, the one in Baltimore County was pretty good. I haven't had a Royal Farms outside of Baltimore that could touch the Royal Farms that I went to in Baltimore. Like, I lost my mind. I said, when this, (laughs) I mean, we were on our way to Delaware for work, and Mm. we stopped at Royal Farms, and I was like, you gave me all of this, and it was under $10? Are you Mm -hmm. serious? Did you miscount something? And tasted good. Oh, man, no, no. That's an understatement. It was amazing. (laughs) That's good to know. But speaking of Baltimore, I, I I'm long overdue for a trip to Baltimore because I need uh my bratwurst with peppers and onions from Baltimore because I can't get it anywhere else but Baltimore. So I, I I really need a good trip to Baltimore and me too. <sighs> but I'm coming for some crabs. So <laughs> hey, all you got to do is say the date and we in there, man. Oh, trust me. I plan on letting you know. Uh, the month is June. Be prepared. Okay, that's be it. Prepared. If the I, month is will, June, you will you will know for sure. We will be doing it live, looking at each other in the month of June. I guarantee you that. I don't know how we will record that, and you know we may have to start our uh, Instagram presence uh, with that one. But you know, well, maybe it's video conferencing i don't know we got to figure that out i don't know how we would record it that's some back of the house stuff but we will make all those magical things happen and and finally unite like captain planet all the sideline junkies in one bat place one bat time one alcoholic beverage uh, (laughs) apart (laughs) that means if that's the case that means i'll be doing the driving 
<laughs> don't but, throw back because I'm cheap now. I don't buy my own alcohol, so I can be designated driver. <laughs> it's so sad, man. People are like, man, you get you something to drink? No, because I'm buying my own alcohol. Why? I don't know, but it just seems smart that way. I save a lot of money because I'm not drinking. Hey, true. But if you buy it, heck yeah. I'll buy you a drink, but if you buy it, I'll drink all day long. <laughs> but if it's my money, uh, nope. See, this is going to be so by June we need to get GoPro cameras because that is a good ride with all the sideline junkies one ride just driving and having that conversation and myself and BJ have talked about it uh, my wife has brung up the idea get in the car and just drive all the conversations that we have in a car record them. because we, <laughs> you know those car conversations I mean you go from A to B to C, then you might jump to M and then jump back to D, but it's so good. That's kind of like our show. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been all over the place. We've been at our show, so you kind of do everything out of whack again. Ah, man. We, we trying to get better. We trying. <laughs> but, hey, th- these are things that you got to know. You got to you gotta put them out there. So, I mean, it, I it, this, it, is, this is a after Superstar shakeup show, so I guess it could be a little bit longer. They can, you know, we can cut the the people in uh, the truck an extra three and a half cent. Once I can figure out how to cut up a penny to a half, but um, we could, we can work that out for them. I can dig that. Well, I, 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 I guess uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. Before we go off on another tangent here, yeah, so, you know, wish everybody uh, a happy Easter. Hopefully you caught the Ten Commandments. It's still on. I'm, I'm, I got it on the TV now. You still got it on. <laughs> a little over an hour, so. Oh, God. Yeah, that's when you know. God dang on. That's the Rita Mill, boy. You put it all out there. Yep. But I'm a Yul Brenner fan, so you had me at that. And The King and I, I could watch those two shows back to back to back to back to back. One, <laughs> two, three. One, two, three. And the one, King and I. I haven't seen that in so long. Man. Man. I can watch it all day long. The Magnificent Seven. OG yeah. Magnificent Seven, though. Yeah. OG. Now, that I am familiar with. See, there you go going off on a tangent again. Stop hey, it, man. Stop you it. Sta- you started Like it, the but... Avengers, this is the end game. <laughs> I'm about to snap my fingers, and we're going to fade to silence. <laughs> so, no, before Mr. you start, I don't want to die. <laughs> don't you go. Pete, don't you go. You had to bring that Peter up. Peter Parker and the King. God dang, what are they doing in Wakanda right now, man? They're rioting in the streets. Killmonger was like, wait a minute. All I had to do was wait for this fool to show up, and T'Challa would have been dead. I wouldn't have had to done it. God dang it. Why did I have to jump so quick? <laughs> oh, man. I know, man. <laughs> he would have he been king by proxy. Yeah, pretty much. Dang. Oh, well. But what are you going to say, man? You go ahead and tell them where they can find us on uh their cell phones, their tablets, computers. Of course, Instagram, Twitter, Sideline Junkies, Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon podcast, uh, iTunes, iTunes and podcast, the podcast section, um, Google Play podcast, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, uh, Breaker, Castbox. Of course, right here on Anchor, we got 12 different platforms. 
three social media platforms. It's no excuse why you're not getting your fix of the sideline junkies. No excuse. And also, for any feedback, comments, as you hit the end of every show, sideline junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And just to alley-oop to the sports proper side of things, if y'all haven't talked about it, I know y'all will be discussing potential of Magic Johnson and Ice Cube buying up some of Disney's other sports network uh, affiliates out there in the Los Angeles area. So that way, because Disney has to dump it because they have a monopoly. Since they have ESPN in those areas, they've got to get rid of something based off of the Fox stuff coming in. Mm -hmm. So that could be some interesting developments for Ice Cube's basketball thing. And we will find out if uh, Magic is investing in this and what they plan on doing with it. Maybe their own streaming sports network. Who knows what could be happening out of that. So I'm quite sure you all have some fantasy ideas to talk about with that. The Caps. Yeah, um, 6-0. What a comeback. They blanked the Hurricanes. Putting that work in. I, that's interesting what happens when you call somebody up from AAA. Um, you know, interesting things happen. Not going to go too deep into that, but I'll leave that for y'all. And then, uh, you know, we got other things. We still got baseball going on uh, that could be talked about. You know, all the, the fantasy draft stuff is, is still going on for conversation and wish lists and hopings. And we've got uh, very soon in the next, hopefully, I think, couple months, the unveiling of the next college football video game. Can't we'll wait. see how that's going to look, uh, the, the college experience for that. And uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. And we still can talk about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all, because I did tweet out the EA. Hey, y'all need to go ahead and put that man's name back on the game. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated for the week mm-hmm. coming. I and have it in my possession. Tiger Woods, the game, needs to be out next year. Give me a Cyber Tiger. <laughs> oh, man, VR Tiger? Oh, I would lose my mind. Put me you on know, Pebble Beach in VR. I'm <laughs> killing it up until it's putt time, and then I'm going to suck. <laughs> you know what's funny? And I got I, I, I got I to get this out because this involves you. If you could remember back a time, remember we used to play skins game to like three in the morning sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went out and I bought Cyber Tiger for PS1. Mm-hmm. And when I bought Cyber Tiger... On the nights that we didn't work nights, myself and BJ would play Cyber Tiger till about 2 a.m. Oh man, I was cheating on me. Man, we was hey <laughs> anyway you could get be- you could get better <laughs> at skins game because I I had an epic collapse, so I had to get back. I was 12 under on the first on the front nine. I was 12 under and I collapsed and finished two under on the back nine. And wound up letting everybody come back. I was yep. pissed. That mess will get you, man. If, if you hit that roll the wrong way, it's a wrap. Shout out to Old School, uh, Big Old Cabinet Arcade Games, and ESPN Zone. Bring back the arcades. I'm, I'm, I'm still looking for that game and that arcade cabinet. If I can All find right. it, it's, it's out going there. in my living room. It's going to run you about 600 to 1,200, depending on the size uh, that you want. But I'm I'm looking for a, a golden tea proper, but I don't know. 
if I was let my kids touch it, because Lord knows I'm gonna be rolling that track ball like it's going out of style. <laughs> I used to beat the hell out that glass, that plus that plexi that was in front of that monitor. Just boom. But that was the only time <laughs> I could putt. Anything else? You give me uh, Tiger Woods or, or or everybody's golf, Hot Shots golf. Man, my putt was horrible. But Golden Tee, whew, mm, 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 I would make that thing work. I'd be bending it like Beckham up in there. I'm telling you. But that's all the sports stuff yeah. <laughs> that you'll be getting, plus more with the sideline junkies, uh, proper side. So I know you gave us a nice little segue in on uh, Thursday night throwdown. So uh, at least we could do is talk about what's upcoming for the following week of sports and sports and sports. And it's a big week, draft week. So, you know, sideline junkies going to be right here giving you what you need. What? Like only we can. Of course. So, this has been the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.